At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is the nightcap hour number three on a Friday, and you can tell it's that time of year because no loss of energy from this crew. We're speeding right ahead, and we have brought in a great guest, a perfect guest for this time of year. Rocco Miller, follow him on Twitter at Rocco, R-O-C-C-O, Miller8, and check out the website, Bracketeer. Dot org uh, for all of that information. Also a contributor to the field of 68. We are big fans of the field of 68 here uh, on this show. Rocco, man, appreciate you stopping on in. Tim, thanks for having me. And Sean, same to you. Absolutely. Uh, I great followed you on Twitter. Awesome. Um, <laughs> you know, it's the best time of year. Championship oh. week. Bracket comes out in a, less than 48 hours. 3 o'clock our time, Sunday. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, it's like our Super Bowl oh my in gosh. the Bracketology world. So, uh, appreciate you having me on. It's good to be in Vegas. Just just a broad question when it comes to bracketology. This year, how challenging is it? Because we were talking about it a little bit, and we didn't want to dive too in-depth. We knew you were coming in studio, and, sure. and to be honest, we don't have our bracketology degrees. Um, <laughs> we've worked hard on them. Speak for yourself. I'm sorry. Do you want to tell our guest what your, what your bet no, was earlier this year? he's an expert, so that's why we brought him on here. And that's why I've I acknowledged that that was a bad, bad wager, but it wasn't because that's what I thought. It's because that's what I wanted. To happen. Now, a lot of times, yeah. you know, you deal in bracketology. They don't always go hand in hand. Yeah, right? he was. Uh, yeah, he, he he got a little bullish on on Villanova being bad. So I hate the way Villanova plays. I I, I, I call them the uncles, the Villanova uncles. They play like you ever been to a family reunion? Your uncle wants to play the nephew, yeah. and he's just gonna back him down. You know, shoot the little hook. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I hate the way that, they that old man game. Yeah, is unstoppable. Well, it's Colin, effective though. Colin Gillespie is 30, 33 years old. So. I think the average age of Villanova's team is about twenty-seven. Uh, but um, actually, Providence is older, but that's okay. Um, but good point. When you look at the bubble this year, yep. is it is it is it? I'm gonna use a great word right now. Bubblier, uh, because there's. <laughs> Virginia Tech. I don't think that's a word. I, I just made it a word. I'm gonna call Webster's tonight, okay, Sean? Yeah. Don't don't embarrass me in front of our guests. My bad. Um, we have Virginia Tech. They're on to the ACC championship. Oklahoma, right. devastating loss, but got a big win. Texas A&M, big win. Notre Dame loses to Florida State at the end of the regular season, then loses to Virginia Tech. Uh, you look at Michigan, a lot of good wins, but 17 to 14 record. Indiana beat Illinois. It just seems, Rocco, for you guys who do this for a living, really challenging to kind of figure out 
who's in and who's out. Yeah, I mean, Championship Week has really brought some interesting ingredients, as it usually does. Um, I thought, actually, at the end of last weekend, we we started to get some clarity. North Carolina had a huge win. Mm -hmm. Memphis had a huge win. And uh, so did Michigan. Uh, They won at Ohio State. Um, And so I thought those three were pretty solid coming into this week. Uh, Virginia Tech's been a team you probably hear about on ESPN all the time, but they have not even been anywhere near the field. Uh, You know, just one Quadrant 1 win coming into tonight. Now they have two. They've had three really bad losses this year. I know a home NC State loss is mixed into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the margins are thin. I actually just fired a tweet out. Um, I, I think they could maybe squeeze in. It just depends on what the committee likes. Right. So we've got um, a nice mixed bag. You know, North Texas got beat today. And North Texas They're out, right? I don't I don't necessarily think they are for sure. Okay. Because this is a team that was undefeated on the road until the last day of the season, lost at UTEP. Uh, they were the last team undefeated in the road nationwide. They also they also play in the League Conference USA that stretches from El Paso, Texas, all the way to Huntington, West Virginia. The travel in that league is brutal. So for guys like me and some of the committee members, I believe, they'd be very impressed with, with that resume. Um, but they didn't beat a team in the field. They do have a quad one win at UAB. And I just think they're one of those teams because they're not a power conference team. They're going to get debated to death in the room. And it could come out on either side, but they're going to be real close. I think VTech's going to be real close. Now, VTech can just win themselves sure. in. Sure. They win tomorrow. There's no debate. You're right. right. Absolutely. Uh, they're, they're not sweating. Uh, let's stick in the, st- the, the, the Commonwealth of Virginia. VCU loses to Richmond today. Was that a death blow to the Rams? It's hard to say for sure. You know, VCU's a team I was higher on the most because. As was I. I like them a lot. I mean, they won at Davidson. And it's all about when it's about getting selected versus being seated. Mm-hmm. It's all about your resume and what you did away from home. So the committee chairman, you'll probably hear him say it this year, says it almost every single year. Uh, who did you play? Where did you play him? And how did you do? Basically a fancy way of saying, we, wanted, we, want, we are impressed with your wins, but did you get wins away from home? Did you do it on somebody else's court? VCU had five of those wins in the top two quadrants. In the Atlantic 10, you can't go get five road wins at tournament teams, but they got the one big tournament team, Davidson. They got a bunch of other quality. They won at Dayton. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, again, now that they lost to Richmond, it's not the, uh, the outcome I expected. Everything's got to be reshuffled and reevaluated, you know, through tonight into t- tomorrow morning. Uh, but I think, you know, teams like VCU, VTech, and, and North Texas are really, really tough right now. We're talking to Rocco Miller, kind enough to join us in studio. Check out his website, bracketeer.org. Uh, one T, right? Bracket tier. Yeah, bracket tier. Don't, 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 don't double up the T's. Uh, Rocco Miller so. on eight, uh, at, uh, at Rocco Miller eight on Twitter. Sticking in the ACC, who's in, who's out? Wake Forest, you know, terrible non-conference, but they've, they've got some nice wins, and then, boom, they get beat by Boston College. There's their team sheet heading into today. Ken Palm really likes them. Other, some of the analytical sites, they have a bad quad three loss. Uh, in the quad one. So where do you have Wake Forest right now? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've came to the decision that Wake Forest is not going to get selected. Wow. Um, it's just, uh, it's, so the big thing is uh, they beat two teams in the tournament. Um, so I'm always looking, that, uh, committee members really care about that. You guys can probably see my spreadsheet here. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm singling out games against the field. So when you beat a team that's going to be in the field, that matters. And Wake Forest only beat two. They were both at home. And then in their road games, um, you know, they did okay, but they, none of those road wins were against tournament teams, unfortunately, for Wake. They also had four losses to teams that are not going to be in the field. So that's kind of tipping the scales for them. Here's the kicker. 338th in out-of-conference schedule. 
uh, in the history of the cut line, basically the first four, maybe even the first six that are the, you know the last team selected, uh, Tim and Sean, you're talking about uh, never never happened. I mean, not not at that level, 300 plus. We did see Drake get selected last year at the very end, mm-hmm. 306, but they're not a power conference team. They don't have the luxury and go to go schedule whoever they want. Wake Forest power conference, I get it. Steve Forbes, I love the guy. Um, it's his second year. They're a year ahead of schedule. They won. Yeah. They won bigger than they thought. Sure. So they just wanted to build up some wins, and unfortunately, that's going to be the kicker that knocks them out. Yeah, it'll it'll be a, it'll be a tough selection Sunday because it it felt like and correct me if I'm wrong, Rocco. If they beat Boston College, so they avoid a really bad loss, are they probably in? You think if they did they just avoid the Boston College, or is that still kind of bubbleicious there? I think they did because they they had a a pretty clean resume. I think they only had one you know, real questionable loss, like out in the third quadrant. And that added a second one. Mm-hmm. So you have to start taking a deeper look under the hood. It, you know, they were in that kind of middle of the 10 seed area before the week started. And after a bad loss, you know, about four or five teams shot past them. Now you're talking about, you know, the, the last four in basically, maybe last five in. And if they're that, like I said before, if they're that close, they're not getting in. Well, Indiana gets a huge win today over Illinois. And, and I, I love the way that the, the Big Ten Conference Tournament bracket broke for the bubble teams because you got two of them to meet in that 8-9 game. Right. And Indiana, Michigan blows it. Indiana comes back and wins. And at that point, Indiana was not in. But then they get the win today over Illinois. Obviously, if they beat Iowa tomorrow, they're sitting in a really good spot. You could see the bracket or the uh, the team sheet there. Uh, a handful of quad one and two wins uh, where is Indiana now after today's win over Illinois? Are they looking like Dayton bound at this point in time? I, I think Indiana is going to be cleanly in the field. Wow. Cleanly in the field. Yeah, okay. Because, because of today, because of today. Okay. And I think, it, and, and it's an interesting dynamic. So um, when you're, when you're looking at a team sheet and I've interviewed committee members over the year, we've talked to the chairman this year, a couple times on a couple platforms I'm a part of um, you're in, you have that many games uh, as a power conference team against the top three quadrants. You can just go ahead and dump the uh, the quad four results, right? So you look at the rest of Indiana's games. They don't want to be under 500 in those games. Mm-hmm. If they would have lost today, they were going to be, I think, 12 and 13. Okay. So that made them uh, tip the scale. Now they're guaranteed to go 500. They kind of checked that box. And it's very, very rare. I don't even know if I've seen an example where a team's under 500 in that area and, and got in. Now we're very young in what, in what we call the quadrant era. This guy all got embedded into the 2018-19 season. We've actually only had two brackets. So, you know, history is going to kind of reform itself. Sure. But based on what we know today and based on what the committee members tell us, um, you know, that would have been a blow for Indiana today. Probably would have knocked them out. Now the tides have turned. They're another team like Wake Forest was where they're out of conference is really bad. They're 309 in that metric. Um, so I think they're just going to go ahead and bypass Dayton, get into a safe 11 or maybe wow. even sneak into a 10, uh, depending on how things shake out. Talking once again to Rocco Miller at Rocco Miller eight on Twitter. And by the way, I mean, there, there are still odds out there in and out uh, different books. So to look around, I mean, Wake Forest, Rocco believing they're, they're out right now. Last night, I believe you could have got some plus money on them to miss the field of 68. Um, one team that's really fascinating to me and, and uh, they were able to hold steady, no bid stealer in the Ohio Valley. Murray state gets the win. What kind of seed are we looking like for Murray State? We got a graphic up here. I think yep. this is prior to today. Their over/under was sitting at seven and a half uh, for their seed line. Mm. Um, yeah, what what are we what are we looking at? Because you look at bracket matrix and you know the the bracketologist like yourself, it's right. it's the 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Aggregate of all of them. So uh, these these are currently uh, uh, Aaron, our producers. Let me know these are these are live right now. So what kind of seat are we looking at for Murray State? Well, this is this is fascinating, Tim. Like I, I didn't know this existed. Um, <laughs> We're blowing minds here on the I show. Know, here, I so. know. I, I got to stay away from that. Yeah. Stuff. But um, no, the uh, the Murray State Racers are an impressive team. Twenty seven and two. Um, a very difficult team to seed, as you mentioned, because they play against a league where everybody except for two teams right. is just you know they're they're blowing everybody out. But they, uh, the proof was in the pudding a little bit, you know, in the in the um, non-conference they did a little bit of damage. Uh, they've also just performed extremely well. I, I believe they have three pros on their team. You know, you look at Justice Hill, KJ Williams. Um, We're gonna make the people wait. It's called a tease. What seed is Murray State? Well, you'll find out on the other side. That's Rocco Miller, bracketologist. More with him on the other side. UCLA early five-point lead over USC right here on Visa. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Great to be joined by bracketologist Rocco Miller. Follow him on Twitter at Rocco Miller, R-O-C-C-O Miller 8 on uh, Twitter. Great stuff there. Check out the website as well, Bracketeer. Dot org as we uh, break down the field as I am uh, sweating out Northern Colorado against Portland State. I have uh, Northern Colorado to win the big sky at six to one. So if we can get through this, we're on to the championship and it gives us a plethora of opportunities to figure out what we want to do to lock in a profit. But we need this win here against Portland State. And it's, it's never easy, Rocco. It's never easy. So I'm sure. Um, uh, real quickly, San Diego State and um, Colorado State about to begin. Um, are they both? They're supposed securely in. Oh yeah. And, and what kind of seeds are we? Actually, all right. Before I get to that, Wyoming loses. Wyoming, how are they feeling today after the loss to Boise? Well, there's been a you know a mishmash of results nationwide sure. that affected Wyoming. So on the you know on the bad side, Virginia Tech's coming into their picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the good side, you know I still think they're. Uh, a lot safer than a North Texas. Uh, definitely safer than VCU now. Mm-hmm. Safer. And, and Rutgers is like, 
you know, the million dollar question team because they, they played 13 teams that are going to, or sorry, 13 games against teams that will be in the field went seven and six, which is crazy for a, for a bubble team. Right. And we know the seven that they beat, like it's Wisconsin, Purdue. It's basically everybody in the big 10, Illinois, they beat them all. Um, and now Indiana's in the field. So Rutgers has a couple of road wins. Um, now, now before they only had one, they had the Wisconsin, if Indiana was out. That was all they had. Now they have two. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're even harder because I think tomorrow when the net comes out, they're going to be all the way down to 80. And not that your own net matters. The net's more for a sorting tool for your, your opposition. Uh, but in a case like Rutgers, it's really hard to see the 80th ranked team be one of the top you know, 48 teams on the board. Right. That's a, that seems like a big stretch. So maybe Rutgers gets left, left out. Uh, regardless, Wyoming might even be safer than them because of those reasons. And I believe Wyoming's probably safer than SMU uh, by a smidge. We'll see how SMU goes. Play Memphis tomorrow. Big, 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 big game. If SMU wins that, they'll bypass Wyoming. So Wyoming feels like they're either going to fall into Dayton or maybe they'll just barely escape it. Okay. But, um, you know, you want to put odds on everything around here. So I, I would give them probably at least an 80, 85% chance wow. to, to at least get to Dayton. Okay. All right. So Wyoming folks, uh, there's a lot of them in town, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, Polk fans. Yeah. You're okay. You're, you're okay. Stink to lose, yeah. but uh, you're feeling okay. Uh, let, let's get to the big boys, the number one seeds. Auburn takes a loss. Baylor takes a loss. Duke's still alive. So Sean and I have a little uh, little side bet. Little We call it a cigar bet. And uh, he we, we set this line at over under one and a half. I took the over, so meaning they would be a two or further sure. up. Obviously, it's either a two or a one at this point. Duke plays Virginia Tech tomorrow night. They win that game, hypothetically. What are they looking like to get up to that one line? I don't think they can do it because they got killed at, uh, at home against North Carolina last Saturday. And um, th- I think they ha- definitely had a path if they won that game. That would have got them to 30 wins. They would have been 30-4. and four. They're, in, you know, they're in a weak ACC. Uh, they have two unbelievable wins against Kentucky and Gonzaga this right. year on neutral courts. Those might be the two favorites to win the whole thing. Um, but your resume is not just two games. Your resume is your entire story. This is a story that includes a loss at home to Virginia, a loss at home to Miami, uh, a loss. A road loss to Florida State. A road loss to Florida State. So there's three uh, really head-scratching losses in there for Duke. And, you know, the fact uh, fact of the matter is this. When you're doing bracketology, you're comparing teams. And if you have better options out there, Duke's just not going to get there. So the picture is uh, with Arizona beating Colorado, they're not going to take a bad loss. I think that kind of clinches them as a one seed, even if they lose to an L.A. school tomorrow. Yep. Uh, Gonzaga's already in as a one. Baylor still has a very, very strong 10 wins against the field, uh, a plethora of Q1 wins. And I know the loss to Oklahoma probably is going to be go down as a loss against a non-tournament team, but there's just so much proof in the pudding with Baylor. Um, somebody's going to have to bypass them. So if Kansas cuts down the nets in the Big 12 or if Kentucky cuts down the nets in the SEC – that's the path for Baylor to get shoved down to a two. Okay. I think if both fall short or either should fall short, Baylor stays. Okay. So and Auburn's definitely a two at this point. Auburn's definitely a two. All right. So that's good to know. So Auburn's definitely a two. Yep. So locked in Arizona and Gonzaga. Baylor in pretty good shape, but they can't win any more games. Obviously, they're done. So if hypothetically, let's say Kansas and Kentucky both win their conference, you're thinking that Kansas. Kentucky get those final two ones. Yes. If either one of them stubs their toe, Baylor gets in. Yep. Okay. And what if most most likely? What if Kansas and Kentucky both lose? What are we looking at? You think? 
Well, it depends when Kentucky loses. So here's a here's a kicker for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, over the last handful of years, I've been able to determine just through committee interviews yeah. or or what whatever the case may be, their work's going to be done by tomorrow afternoon. Right. Uh, and the the SEC championship game, the Big Ten championship game, are on Sunday afternoon. They TV. don't mean anything. Yeah. So as long as especially the big the Big Ten game literally goes into the the reveal. So right. You, you, right. And, and, and we've seen year after year after year the seed not matter. You know, Michigan came out of nowhere one year and won that, and they were still an eight. Right. But they had the resume of like a four or five seed by the end. So, so the way I'm looking at it is if Kentucky could just win the semifinal game, they're probably getting a one no matter okay. what. Uh, Kansas does have their championship tomorrow, mm-hmm. so they are going to have to get that win. Uh, but otherwise, if either fall tomorrow, so it all comes down tomorrow, uh, Baylor stays. Okay. Uh, all right. That is uh, that is good to know. So. Uh, we're talking to Rocco Miller once again. Really great info uh, at Bracketeer.org. The Selection Sunday show. We will have one for you. The bracket reveal and then the instant lines. As soon as we get those, those will come out uh, coming up on uh, on uh, Sunday at 3 o'clock Eastern. Or sorry, it's 3 o'clock Pacific. I beg your pardon. Just kind of want to bounce all over the place here a little bit. South Dakota State. What kind of seed are we looking at? 12? Or- yep. Okay. Uh, so here's how it shakes out with the 12s. Uh, we had an upset in the Conference USA tournament today, which is a big deal for the 12 seed picture. Uh, we're going to have, uh, it looks like at this point, uh, for the longest time, if North Texas would have just won the league, mm-hmm. they probably would have been above what we call the cut line and you know, maybe even slotted into an 11. Okay. That, that situation's over now. So with that said, the, the first four games will both be 11 versus 11. And that means 12 seeds kind of open up for, for the, uh, the conference champions. So that should give... South Dakota State, plenty of breathing room to get a 12. Uh, you'll also see UAB with a 12 if they win tomorrow. However, I think if Louisiana Tech wins, they'll fall into a 13. Okay. Um, but South Dakota State, I mean, 19-0. and 0, Sorry, 21-0 and 0 in all Summit League action. Just incredible. Uh, didn't have a non-conference resume worthy of at-large. Uh, didn't matter. They, they beat everybody in the Summit two, three times over in some cases. So, uh, deadly, deadly team. Number one in the nation in three-point shooting. Uh, Going to be a very fun team for 12-5 brackets. Uh, Rocco, are there any bid stealers still lurking out there? And, you know, for, I mean, I think most of our listeners probably know this, but this would be a team that is going to, you know, win a conference tournament and uh, the team that, you know, I, I would assume the A-10 is probably oh, yeah. the, the, the bid stealer situation. Anyone on the bubble really is pulling for Davidson, right? Definitely. So you have a situation where Richmond – is still alive yep. and feeling great. They just beat their inner city rivals. Smoked them too. They're and St. Saint Louis squeaked by St. Bonaventure. They still got a chance. They have enough. That one hurt. That one hurt. Ah, after, after they got swept by them in the regular season. Um, so the, you know, yeah, the A10 situation. I think Texas A&M might need to bid steal. I know a lot of people okay. are high on them. I've got them up to about fifth. I think. Well, yeah. Virginia Tech are they a bid stealer? In your opinion, or do you potentially? Th- because, like I said earlier, yeah. the, the margins are so thin. It's not like. They've done they've done enough for sure to get in, but they may have. Um, that's just one of the teams that are. If you want to talk about squarely on the bubble, I, I think that's where Virginia Tech goes sits tonight when they go to bed. Okay. Um, so we don't know. They they might we might find out later. They are. Um, I think A and M. Just the fact that you know the Auburn win was great today. They only really had one true road win against a tournament team that was Alabama. Nice win. Um, but I just think there's so many empty calories with A and M. They lost at home to Missouri. They lost at home to South Carolina. I mean, it, it's it's really hard to put them in over these other options. Again, it's all about weighing options. You're, you're, it's basically a beauty pageant. Like which which one do you like best? Um, 
And I just think a and probably got to win the whole thing to do that. So they're still alive. I think Oklahoma went down today. Mm. Um, and, and again, just too many losses for them. They're, they're going to the NIT. All right. Once again, Rocco Miller at Rocco Miller eight on Twitter. Uh, final thought as we, as we let you run, um, how high can Memphis go? We, we only got about 50 seconds. If they win this, the, the AAC, beat Houston, beat SMU, what kind of seed do you think they can get? What's their ceiling? Yeah, I mean, I, the metrics are really great for Memphis, especially lately. They've really picked up steam there. I think they average out at a high 20s. If So on the on the uh, NCAA team sheets, they have the BPI, the Ken Palm, and the Sagarin. And when you're in that part of the bracket, they're kind of using those more to seed you. Uh, problem is that game's on Sunday. Same thing. So they might max out at an eight because mm. of the fact that, uh, <sighs> that that's probably not going to be taken into consideration. Imagine seeing that team as a oh. one seed, that talent, the, the ceiling of that team. But yeah, that sounds like crazy. phenomenal information. Really appreciate you coming in. My Follow pleasure. him on Twitter, Rocco Miller 8. Check out the website, bracketeer.org. Great stuff. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. This is the nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only 19 bucks. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Hoops Peterson, just walked in the studio. He'll be on coming up top of the hour. Matt Humans. Jonathan Von Tobel, who's out at the Mountain West Conference Tournament, and yours truly. We'll have insights on every key team, conference, and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VSIN through April 5th for only 19 bucks. Head on over to vsin.com slash madness. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. Still have some games going on. On to the championship. Our Northern Colorado Bears, baby, 84, 86, 79 victory down at the half. Bears come back and get the win. They move on to the championship. So hopefully we can uh, bring home that six to one ticket. But it does give us the opportunity to uh, now figure out what we want to do when they go up against Montana State tomorrow night. So uh, a good spot to be in there with uh, with the Bears of Northern Colorado. Handling their business, Colorado State off to a fast start. Don't actually like that. started the game six of six from the field. But uh, as uh, John Schaefer mentioned earlier, one of the things to watch if you guys want to in-game bet this, San Diego State is actually three of four from three so far, even though they trail 14 to 12. He mentioned if they were hitting their threes, that's a good sign. They've been shooting about 40% down the stretch. So I may have to get on my app in this next break and see if I can make some money. Late night on a Friday, backing San Diego State. Yeah, I'm on uh, San Diego State. Uh, laid the dollar uh, thirty pregame on the Aztecs. Uh, UCLA in the closing minute of the first half, leading thirty-four to twenty-four over the frauds of USC, uh, and uh, they were they were closing five and a half, six. Should have bet them. I, I don't know why I didn't bet UCLA in this spot. They're just the better team, uh, and that's pretty. 
pretty evident. San Diego State with another three now, four of five on the game. Which makes you it's a like little, the Aztecs are hot. Which makes you a little nervous because they're not a very strong offensive team. Um, but, you know, that said, hopefully we can get San Diego State home. That would be a, a good night, good end to the night, uh, which is uh, kind of in a mixed bag here uh, for, for yours truly. Uh, UC Santa Barbara losing at the buzzer was not uh, not super enjoyable. Uh, I tweeted out a terrible pick of Providence second half. Just a terrible play. So uh, I'm on San Diego State. Hopefully that can uh, can uh, bring us on home. Let's just kind of recap the day. We'll look ahead to tomorrow, Sean, here uh, in, in just a little bit uh, with uh, some of the fresh odds. But, um, you know, in the SEC, uh, we got the top seed in Auburn, nine-point favorite going down. So uh, Buzz Peterson and company uh, getting it done, plus 375 on the money line. Arkansas, a nice win over LSU. Uh, I did not bet the Arkansas future. We did it in our competition. Yeah. I took Arkansas. I think it was eight to one or plus seven fifty. And now they've got a not a, a slam dunk, but a nice path to the championship game. Kentucky wins, does not cover. That game closed eleven, and the Commodores wrap up their regular season with a handful of covers. Uh, good job there by Jerry Stackhouse's squad. And Tennessee, the only favorite to cover in the SEC. That's going to be a battle tomorrow. That semifinal. Is going to be terrific with you, Tennessee and Kentucky. Yeah, and based on what Rocco Miller just said, Kentucky is basically playing for a number one seed mm -hmm. since uh, the committee will have made their decision by the time the uh, SEC championship game culminates on Sunday. So big game for UK. Uh, good to see Ty Ty Washington back today. Uh, he played well. So, you know, see if John Calipari can get a one seed. I think that's going to be very important, you know, ultimately when you get to the uh, Elite Eight and the Final Four, you know, because matchups matter. And I was looking at a couple uh, brackets, CBS, and a couple other national mm -hmm. outlets while you and Rocco were having your conversation. And it's very interesting. Like right now, the way they had it, they had Gonzaga and Duke in, in the same in the region. Same region. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. You know, it matters. You know, we'll find out soon enough. So, uh, Tennessee's probably sitting there like if they can win tomorrow it'll help them from a seeding standpoint as well mm -hmm. yeah they're right now uh, pretty much on a three line but get a win tomorrow it'll be interesting to see where the uh, where the vols go i certainly think and uh I i'm with you uh you like tennessee you know me and sean uh, me and um uh jim a couple weeks ago when you were uh when you were out uh we did a you know a fun little futures draft and uh, my long shot uh, at the time, it was Tennessee was like forty-five to one to yeah, win. What the is title. Tennessee now to win the uh, national? Uh, is is that accurate? The thirty-five to one? No, not any. Uh, yeah, that was today. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's still getting some seven to one to make the final four. I think is is really intriguing. Well, Kim Palm likes Tennessee. He has them ranked eleventh. You know, all the metrics-based, you know, analytics of evaluators they like Tennessee. So Tennessee's a team that's gotten better mm -hmm. as the season's gone along. I think they're starting to live up to the preseason expectations. You know, as we culminate, you know, this part of the conference tournament. So a team I probably no one wants to see. So if you're looking for a horse that is a high seed but still has great odds, Tennessee might be that pony for you. Yeah, I mean, you look at them, uh, Sean, their top five uh, in defensive efficiency. Down the stretch, they went 9-10 and 10 in the SEC. The lone loss was a road game at Arkansas, which is never an easy place to win. They beat Kentucky at home. Uh, Ty Ty Washington was a little bit banged up in that game. Uh, they beat Auburn at home. So, it, you know, that was the interesting thing about the SEC this year was so many teams had those phenomenal home field, home court advantages. 
and uh, now you know where they stand. Great assist, uh, you know, ratio there. So I- I'm with you. I-, I do like Tennessee. I'm fascinated to see their draw uh, that line tomorrow. I think I think that could be a tricky matchup uh, for Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tennessee could be live uh, in that spot, and you know, you just you you wonder motivation and 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 how you know ready they're going. Let's see if there is an early. Uh, Early line on Tennessee, Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky laying two. And I think the public's probably going to be on Kentucky. I, I think I would ride with Tennessee in that spot. We'll get to more of the games uh, tomorrow uh, in our next segment. Um, you know, there are a couple teams in this as I look at yeah. you know, some of these brackets that, you know, I just don't get. You know, I, I don't think BYU is a tournament team. Uh, and they have them here. You know, I don't think Wyoming is a tournament team. And I'm just talking about the eye test. When you watch these teams play, I know there'll be some automatic bids that go because they won their conference tournament, but some of the at-large bids, like when I watch BYU, when I watch Wyoming. I'll stop you. I'll stop you there, though. CBS, looking at it right now, Jerry Palm, I respect him. Mm-hmm. Um, he is one of very few who has BYU in the field. I think they okay. they played their way out losing yeah. to San Francisco. So. Yeah, they lost early in their conference. Not that that's everything. No, but I but thought they were a team that I, needed I, to make a run. He is, he is one of very few that has him in the field, so I would say they are not going to be in, um, you know, of, so uh, the bracket matrix aggregates 129 bracketologists, 10 have mm-hmm. BYU in the field. So I, I think you're, you're safe in, in assuming that. And what about your Wyoming? Wyoming, 126 out of 129 have men. And Rocco seemed to believe that they're bordering securely in or headed to Dayton. So he feels like they're okay as of right now. Certainly, some bid stealers lurking out there that could be uh, that could be troublesome. You know, the interesting one, and we didn't bring it up, I, and a team that, based off of bracketologists, actually are in a little bit worse shape is, is Notre Dame. You know, they went into the ACC tournament. People thought they were securely in the field. I think they ultimately get in. I think they're headed to Dayton. Their resume stinks. I don't think they're a very good team and anyways. Explain to some of the people that might just be tuning in what Dayton is. It's two elevens, two twelves. Yeah, the first four. four 16s, the last right? the last four at larges and the lowest rated uh four automatic bids. Right. So those are the teams that'll play Tuesday and then Wednesday night, and then the big thing will get going certainly on Thursday. I can't wait to back Bryant. Peter Kiss? Yes. <laughs> I'm a believer. I'm glad you're on the Bryant Bulldog bandwagon. Yes, I am. Uh, I, they might be headed to Dayton. They could be there. That Honestly, that would be the best thing for them because he got some love or some hate, whatever you want to do. That dude is going to embrace every second of Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that'll be, a, that'll be a fun team to watch. And, and you know, and that's the beauty of it, you know. Uh, we, we get opportunities and – they're going to be a t- they're going to be a fun team to watch. See if they uh, they ultimately get in. But uh, before we turn the page to tomorrow, uh, maybe your biggest takeaway from today: just a crazy, busy, busy day of college hoops. Uh, your biggest thought? There aren't very many teams that execute well down the stretch. You know, it's surprising. You see a lot of mistakes, coaching staff wise, player wise. Terrible shot selection. Don't seem to be a lot of set plays that create, you know, good looks, you know, at the end of games. So it's going to be interesting to follow some of these teams as we get into the NCAA tournament because, you know, even a couple of the game winners have been like YOLO, like probably only going one out of ten type shots. So I'm very interested to see once the familiarity that exists in the conference tournaments isn't there, does the execution go up? Because I've seen some really, really bad basketball 
in long stretches by some very prominent programs. Iowa seems to be getting hot at the right time. I don't know if they're good enough defensively, uh, but I think they have a like real Keegan shot Bradley. to win this uh, to win this championship of the Big Ten. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We'll wrap things up next right here on VC. Come on, Sandy. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray, wrapping things up on a eventful, busy Friday night here in Las Vegas. Crowd was bumping, what? sweating some bets. Be some championship games tomorrow night. Just a reminder, once again, this Sunday, Sean is going to be in the pool here at Stadium Swim with Derek Stevens and company. My guy. As part of our selection Sunday coverage, which will be completely free video-wise because once we heard that Sean would be in Stadium Swim on Selection Sunday, it was, well, we got to unlock the video. Yeah, man. It's be interesting. We got a floating desk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> get to hear about brackets. Get to hear Seeds. about <laughs> Exciting, man. I can't wait. I can sense the enthusiasm. I might, even, I might even sleep Saturday night, man. I might just come over here and put me a tent outside on Fremont. <laughs> uh, so I get here when it opens. No, I'm excited about it. Uh, anytime I get to spend quality time with my good friend, Derek, it's always a good thing. Uh, March Madness and Selection Sunday is such a huge event. Like, the people, I don't know if they live watch it now as much as they just kind of go and look at the results, like, once they're, they're done. But I still know what it was like to – be on a college campus and have for at USF, it was the women's team. Mm -hmm. and, and so I know what those young people are going through and, you know, how excited they are. So I get excited because they're excited. So we're going to have a blast. If you guys aren't doing anything Sunday, weather's supposed to be beautiful. Come on out to Stadium Swim. Come by, say hello. Uh, Big King will be out there. Owner, proprietor, Derek Stevens will be out there. I'm sure we'll be hydrating slightly. Probably tell Bill A.D., my boss, that it's a Diet Coke, but it's a Sunday. <laughs> and then uh, Stormy and I will be here on the desk uh, and uh, breaking down the brackets, and we'll get those lines as soon as possible. Chris Andrews and company over at the South Point. Uh, Matt Humans will be with them. Uh, Hoops will be uh, a part of now, the coverage as well. I have a well. question, because this will be my first time. Yeah, here at Selection an, Sunday. Yeah, as an, uh, a member of the Veasan family doing a Selection Sunday so when Super Bowl player props came out, like there was this large rush to get the initial numbers and the numbers changed, you know, drastically in some instances, but almost every number moved where there was significant money coming in. Is it the same rush once the tournament is actually decided upon and seeds are given? Is it the same rush to go and get that initial number, you know, as it is with maybe Super Bowl weekend player props? Yeah, for sure. The yeah. Same? Yeah, people people want to get those fresh numbers. Um, you know, they're going to set their numbers, and uh, 
yeah, they, they will try to get a good good spot. So, so I got to make sure I have my app loaded up. Got to be ready to go. Yeah. Got to be firing from the pool. I emptied it out the other day. Just don't get electrocuted. Yeah, I emptied it out the other day because the games were going so bad. I didn't want to. <laughs> didn't want to tempt yourself. I didn't want to give back. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we could get San Diego State home uh, to, to wrap up the night. So we, we, we talked about that. We were, were in agreement on that one. So hopefully we can bring that one home and make it a, a successful evening here for the I was night trying cap. to think in my mind and make a quick recollection of, I mean, I probably can in one hand count the amount of games that weren't really a sweat, you know, this week in these conference tournaments. It's, it's like every game was like teetering on, you know, I have no idea what's happening right now. Yeah, I mean, it. it, it I agreed. Especially on the favorite side. Yeah. Well, we talked about the big, you know, the, the, the top-seeded favorites, Kansas in the big big – Five and well, big six, if you include the Big East, is they're the only one uh, that it has been covering from that one seed spot. So, so I have to admit something. So I took the Greg Peterson tweet that he sent me after North Carolina beat Duke, and I sent it to Coach K. <laughs> so I'm challenging Greg when he does the show after us to take Virginia Tech tomorrow because Duke will win by at least 15. Hey, can you can you stay off my Dukies? Okay. I mean, at least 15. I, I believed in the Dukies yeah. from from the from the outset. You know, there's video proof, there's written proof. When have I ever not believed in my squad? I just don't bet them. Uh, heading into the ACC, I'm tournament? honest about our deficiencies. But you said Wake Forest and UNC. Yeah, I'm honest about our deficiencies. Big time believer in the Blue Devils. You know how lucky we were today. Uh, they won. Yeah, I know. We're lucky. Well, Kansas looks like a team that's not lucky. Like Duke looks like a team. We get very fortunate. We actually made some free throws, although Bonchero, you know, tried his best impersonation of the baskets moving. Remember on double dribble? How you used to have to match the thing up in order to make a free throw. I think that's what Bonchero was going through today. But luckily, some of our other guys stepped up, made some plays down the stretch. But, you know, we're far from a perfect team, but I do think our elite talent has a chance to carry us. But we'll see. We got some uh, a handful of games tomorrow and uh, already some line. You love moves. anything? Um... Let's see. Yeah, I mean, the tricky part for me is I've got two big spots tomorrow. So then just sit and chill. I've got Duke win the conference championship. Okay, that's done. Them and Bryant were my two biggest bets of the of the conference tournament uh, weekend. And then I've got my 6-1 to one on Northern Colorado. So I could hedge off of that, get a little. Why? Sh- just sit back and chill. Have you ever made a homemade Mai Tai or Moscow Mule or <laughs> – Old-fashioned. You know, just get up in the morning, go down to the, the convenience store, get your little Northern Colorado alcoholic recipe book, and go back home. Tomorrow night. put you together a nice cocktail, put a little toothpick in it with the little umbrella on it, and sit back and relax, man. Northern Colorado and Duke play at the same time tomorrow. So I'm going to be uh You're fine. TV and a laptop. Or go in the room with two multiple TVs. Got the multiple screens. Maybe yeah. I'll head outside. Uh, yeah, relax. Put up the fire. All right, just let me run through the line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Real quick, um, Villanova opened six, now up to seven against Creighton. Uh, we'll see if the Blue Jays' magic can, t- can continue. That was a team that you did like pre uh, yeah, I'm done fading Villanova. <laughs> Yeah, it's, just, it's not working out for me. Uh, both Big Ten games sit in six. Iowa laying six against Indiana, and uh, Purdue laying six against Michigan State. Michigan State, Spartans. Uh, I'd be tempted to take Michigan State money line. I think Michigan State's playing really good right now. Yeah, they're playing better. It's March. Yeah, so you Tom know. Izzo, you know, this is kind of historically where his teams start to really, you know, turn a corner late in the year. So this is on par for what Izzo has been. So I, I might, I definitely would take the points of Michigan State. I might even sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Tennessee uh, catching two against Kentucky. Maybe the game of the day. That'll be at three thirty Eastern, twelve thirty Pacific out here in Vegas. I like Tennessee. I yeah, I was going to take whoever the underdog was in this game. Yeah, I think it's a tricky matchup for Kentucky. Uh, the guard play we've seen. Can, uh, Tennessee can just defend. His- I just think they're hot. Like Tennessee's hot. They're confident. You know, I like catching teams like that when I can get points. Yeah, I will, I will roll with you. I'll take the Vols uh, in that spot tomorrow night. I uh, mentioned Duke. Duke now uh, the opening line six against Virginia Tech. Uh, my guess would be that's probably going to get bet up. Uh, the the numbers really favor Virginia Tech. Remember last night, Virginia Tech open pick got bet up to three. Cigar uh, bet? On what? I'll give you Virginia Tech plus seven and a half. No. You're not going to try to come in on my Duke team now that first of all, first of all that's you, blasphemy. You were a hater. You didn't believe in him. That's you picked, blasphemy. You picked Wake. I'm the one that UNC. wears Duke stuff on I don't the show. Care. Uh, who? I've never seen you in a Duke hoodie or sweatshirt or or golf golf Hold tee on. or not anything. Did you? Did you? You're bet. using my squad for your financial gain. You. We did a contest. Your and pronoun you pick, does you not get North, to be. You pick North we Carolina when that's the case. Did you pick North Carolina? True or false? Yeah. Okay. Did I pick Duke? True or false? Yes. I'm allowed to be Duke. You're a hater. <laughs> hater. Hater. I'm not going to go against my squad. So if you're waiting on me to say I hope they lose or something, that's no. not going to happen. Yeah. I- I'm going to sit back and enjoy because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm loving where we're at. Uh, by the way, UCLA leading USC 38-30. to This one early second half. SC making a run. Uh, San Diego State now up six on the Rams of Colorado State. So hopefully the Aztecs can bring it on home. Uh, for us on the show, because that was a play that we talked about quite a bit here. Oh, Kansas, uh, laying one against Texas Tech tomorrow. That I line, like Kansas. I just like the way Kansas is playing right now. That line's spooking me a little it bit. It is. But mm. I just, I like the way Kansas is playing right now. Mm. Line's uh, a little silly. All right, so I'm on Tennessee. I will uh, I will take, take the two. I will sit back and watch my Duke Blue Devils tomorrow uh, to try to bring home that championship. And uh, fraud. Northern Colorado. Did I bet them? Yes. Did you bet them? No. Did I write it up for VEASAN.com? Yes. Did you write it up for VEASAN.com? No. Do we have a competition (laughs) that you pick North Carolina and I pick Duke? Yes. So I think you're the fraud. You're so fraud. I think he's the fraud. I'm going to cash a ticket. You're going to sit there with your hands in your pockets. I'm I'm pulling for you because I'm not going to root against my squad. Northern Colorado. Let's go Bears tomorrow night. Taking on Montana State. Bring it on home. 
All right, I think we've exercised the demons. We have. Enjoy Great. your weekend. You too. I'll see you Sunday. See you on Sunday. Yeah. Once again, Selection Sunday coverage starts 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, free on vcin.com. Sean in a pool. I want to check that out. Oops, Peterson. He's coming up next right here on vcin. Before you... Before you... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.